Father God, I pray that you would give us a sense <clears throat> as much as possible of the meaning of this, of the meaning of everything that we are here to sing about and to worship you about, to be broken over, to reflect on, to put our hope in. I pray that you would give us a sense of this. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would move right now during this time. Help us to understand what got us here. And everything that you've done to save us. I feel like I'm in a similar state to the to where we started here tonight when we sang those words and we said that the cross you beckon us and we're just pulled down to our knees and there we're lost for words. I kind of feel lost for words while simultaneously feeling like this is a, this is a point in time where something needs to be said, something ought to be said. And so I'm conflicted. I pray that during this time you would say what needs to be said to carve out the stone in our hearts that is resistant to this or is unaffected by this. And I pray that you would, you would give us a heart of flesh, a, a softened, sensitive sense of just the reality of this. Speak during this time. And in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so I thought about what I wanted to say and, and I had an outline and and I don't know. I don't know. Um, at some point, I just felt like I got stuck and just kind of stuck in, the, in thinking about it. And it's like, how am I going to talk about it? Because I just feel stuck in the middle of it. I don't know if that makes any sense. But here's what we need to realize. A long time ago, everything was perfect. Like, you could walk around outside. You could walk around anywhere, at any time. And do anything you wanted to do without fear. You didn't have to worry about evil men in the world. You didn't have to worry about beasts coming and overtaking you. You didn't have to worry about insects or sickness or storms, or earthquakes, or the very like earth around you just fighting against you. You didn't have to worry about those things, none of those things, because everything in creation lived in perfect harmony with one another and with their creator. Men walked with God, and they talked with God, 
There was nothing separating them. Everything was good. It started out good. It was perfect. <clears throat> but at the first chance that we got, literally, it's like the first, the first opportunity that was given to us, we decided that it wasn't really worth that much. And we decided to invest in ourselves instead of God and who he was and what he had done and all the perfect things that he had made, the perfect creation that he had made. We said, you know what? We can handle this on our own. We can do this. I don't need him. I'm going to work on me. And I'm not going to listen to his lies. That's what we told ourselves, that he was lying to us. In the midst of this perfection, we somehow thought we were being lied to. And so we threw that away. And, and what overcame us at that point in time was just this overwhelming sense of shame and fear and brokenness and, and an overwhelming distrust between each other and God. And, and it was just all of a sudden, I think we must have realized how, how good we had it in that moment. And at that point in time, I think we realized that we deserved judgment because we hid. We hid from God. But God kind of surprised us, I feel like. He didn't give us what we, would, what we deserved at that point in time. He walked up and he saw our shame and he recognized it. And instead of just ending it right there, he sacrificed an animal on our behalf and he used that animal to clothe us, to cover up our shame. And in that moment, he gave us a promise that things wouldn't always be so bad. And so we waited for a long time and things got worse. You know, as, as men multiplied and covered the earth, sin came with them. That came with us. So murder and thievery, rape, all these horrible things spread with us. And we tried to make something of ourselves. We used, we used bricks to try to get to heaven but after the last brick was laid, we realized that we were no closer to heaven than when we started. We discovered that none of our efforts really got us anywhere. They bore no real fruit. We were a barren people. But the creator, the giver of life, spoke into that barrenness and called out a man named Abraham, and he promised Abraham, he said, Abraham, you're gonna have, you're gonna have a son, and, and because of this son, I'm gonna give you, neither you nor mankind are ever gonna be barren ever again. There's gonna be, there's gonna be fruit that is gonna come from this. He was gonna create new life through Abraham's family, and in doing so, he would bless all the other families of the earth, he said to Abraham. And this, again, was a promise so that we waited on. We waited for this to happen. But for a while, things got worse again. 
and Abraham's family, they ended up enslaved and, and in this situation where they were just poorly treated. They were suffering under sin. They were in a situation where they were feeling the effects of sin every day. They were being oppressed. And you have to conclude that, you know, that mankind's sin collectively, their sin, that's, that's what got them to that situation, this really desperate kind of state where they're just daily living with this just overbearing sense that they are, they're enslaved and they're broken and they need help. They desperately need help. But God, in the midst of that, he heard them. And he, he decided to provide salvation to them, though again, they didn't deserve it. He was, he was maintaining his promise that he made forever ago and he spoke to them and he said, I'm gonna rescue you. And he said, I'm going to free you from this oppression, from the hands of your sin, from the hands of other men's sins. And so, he told them to wait. He said, I'm going to send judgment. And what I want you to do is, I want you to trust me. I want you to sacrifice a lamb. And I want you to put the blood over your house, covering your door. And I want you to wait in the middle of the night and I'm going to send salvation. I'm going to send judgment and it's going to be your salvation. And so they sat at night waiting for this to happen, putting their hope in this command that God had given him that, they were, that he was going to save them through this sacrifice. And it came, the night came and they woke up the next morning and they were free. And for thousands of years after that, they remembered that. The Jews remembered that, God's people. They would, every year, they would sit down and they would remember what God had done to free them from their sin, from, from oppression. And I call, at, a, at a feast called Passover, and a night called Passover, they would every year sit down at a meal and they would slaughter a lamb and they would have the the, the lamb there and they would consume it and they would remember what God had done for them at that time. For thousands of years this happens. Still kind of waiting, even though they've received this temporary freedom, still living under the reality that the promise that God gave to Abraham is not really fulfilled yet. They're still waiting for something to happen. And so... Eventually, Jesus comes. And the night before he goes off to sacrifice himself, he sits down having this meal with them. And he says, I know that we usually, we remember what my father did in the Exodus. But now, from here until eternity, when you sit down and you have this meal, I want you to remember and I want you to wait on the promise that I'm giving you. 
the sacrifice that I'm, I'm laying down on your behalf. I want you to remember that. And from here until eternity, I want you to wait on that. And so that's huge. The, like it's kind of, for me, that's an overwhelming concept. That would be like, that would be like the president for us coming out just before the fireworks on the 4th of July and saying, I know we usually celebrate Independence Day, but from here on out, it's going to be all about me from now on. We're going to celebrate me from now on. It's just like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you feel the whole weight of that. And as a nation, we've just been around for like a couple hundred years. They've been doing this for thousands of years. But Jesus steps in and he says, all of this, all those promises of the Old Testament, the things that we've been remembering for thousands of years, all of that leads to me. And because of what I'm going to do tomorrow, I want you to remember that from now on. And so here we are on a Friday night many thousands of years later, still remembering what Jesus did. We're going to take some time right now to remember this. Jesus sat down with them and he had bread and wine and he, he broke the bread and distributed the wine and he said, I am the new lamb in this equation. This, this bread is my body broken for you. This, this juice, this, this, this wine is, is my blood that's been poured out for you. And I want you to remember this. And this was the last interaction that he had with them before he went off to die. And for me, just remembering all those things, I was just kind of overwhelmed, I suppose, with the idea that it's my sin that led to this, to the necessity of this. It's a, dark, it's a dark time. We get to celebrate in a couple days, and we know that, and we have that hope. But right now, it's worth just kind of sitting and remembering what led us here and the brokenness that we kind of sit in right now and the, the waiting that we're still doing right now, waiting on God to provide salvation for us. It's worth sitting and taking a minute just to remember that and to realize who we are before God. So I want to pray for just another second. And then we're going we're gonna to take communion. And unlike normal Sunday mornings for us, I want to invite, if you, if you are a Christian, I want to invite everybody to participate in this. So what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to come up here and we'll give you the bread and we have cups. You can take this back and then sit down and we'll all participate in this together. So... Before we do that, though, let's, let's pray. Father God, if we haven't up to this point, I pray that you would just help us to realize how low our sin brought us and how desperate we are for salvation. I pray that you would make us aware <clears throat> of the gravity of this. I pray that you would cause us to <clears throat> wait expectantly on your salvation as we sit here in the night waiting on the fulfillment of your promises. I pray that you would fill us with hope I pray that you would be glorified in this. And 
I pray that you would bring us all eventually together again in heaven with you once all the promises are fulfilled and everything is ultimately carried out according to plan and we all sit down with Jesus himself with the juice in hand and celebrate what you've done to save us and celebrate your, your holiness and your worthiness. And in Jesus' name, amen.